This is being done uncut, on the fly, unscripted, and is a podcast exclusive. Guys, you all know that there's a certain gag out there that gets a lot of love. As a matter of fact, I was kind of surprised by the amounts of people throughout the internet. DeviantArt, the Yahoo groups, Furfinient, you name it. I was kind of surprised. Even YouTube, if you will. It's kind of surprised by the amount of fans that this one little trope slash gag, if you will, gets. But what is it? Well, I think the title of the podcast will pretty much give it away. And that trope slash gag is otherwise known as lustful melt. But what is lustful melt? Well, according to TV tropes, just a quick summary, it's when one character is amored, attracted, in love with another so much that the whole body turns into a puddle of goop. In other words, they go from being a solid figure to being a puddle of goo or a liquid puddle on the floor. And believe it or not, this gag has been around, this trope, this gag has been around for a very long time. As a matter of fact, it goes all the way back to the days of the 1940s, around the, around the time that many animation studios, Warner Brothers and Disney and the like, were creating cartoons, propaganda cartoons and such, to encourage the troops, to boast morale, if you will, to empower the country into believing that we were going to win the war. But on top of that, on top of that, they also did some non-propaganda cartoons. Although you kind of get the message of what they were getting across with them, these were very non-propaganda in a sense. One of them, believe it or not, was a cartoon called Sruner Crooner. And in this cartoon, there was a Bing Cosby-like chicken, hen, or whatever you want to call him, rooster. And there was a Frank Sinatra-like rooster who would serenade the female hens, the female chickens. To the point that if you watch some of these classic cartoons where we would have these kind of characters debut or be parodized, if you will, parodied, the females would always do some over-exaggerated reaction. They would always do something that would make you laugh and kind of... Like I said, they would do some over-reaction, over reaction, reaction, if you will, or over-exaggerated reaction, that it would make you laugh and realize, yeah, only in cartoons could a woman's reaction be over-exaggerated to that point when it comes to a celebrity singer slash actor, or at least a parody of that person. And throughout many of the cartoons, Warner Brothers, MGM, you name it, that would parody Frank Sinatra and you know, being Cosby at times, you would get the female characters reacting in such an over-exaggerated manner. Well, it was no different with Sooner Crooner. 
because all the female hens, chickens if you will, would do the same thing. And it came to one chicken. But it came but when it came I should say to one hen, one hen slash chicken, she did kind of have a reaction, but it was a reaction that was a little bit more different. You see all the female hens did their different reactions. Where they would jump in the air, they would fall back, the spin, heads would spin in circles, stuff like that. You know, they would fall down and the feathers would fall off the bodies when they hit the ground and then fall back onto the bodies. This one hen, this one hen slash chicken didn't do that. Instead, she leaned back and then just went wobbly all the way down. Basically, she melted. She melted into a ripply puddle of goo, with the only thing remaining being her flock, her red flock on her head. Now, did she remain that way? Absolutely, because it's interpreted in the little mini montage that we get of Porky trying to find other hens, or other chickens, if you will, other birds to kind of serenade his hens and chickens to lay eggs. It's interpreted that all the hens that went through the over-exaggerated reactions remained as they were, including the hen slash chicken that melted into a puddle. Now... With that said, like I said, now with that said, Ed, it wouldn't be until the Bing Cosby-like uh, parody of a chicken, or a chicken parody of Bing Cosby would show up and kind of reverse the effects of Frank Sinatra. Basically, he would be able to restore the chickens back to the normal state, including... Uh, unmelting the hen slash chicken that melted into a puddle of goop. Because like I said, it's pretty much interpreted or implied that she remained that way even during the little montage of Porky searching for other chickens slash roosters to kind of serenade uh, the females back uh, on their feet and back to work, if you will, to lay the eggs for the war effort. But that wouldn't be the last time either. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the last time, though, we would see the, this gag appear in cartoons. Um, and it's not just limited to females. Male characters have also experienced it. You know, there's a MGM Tex Avery-like short where a male sheep dresses up as a sexy, seductive uh, female character. And she seduces this wolf character that uh, pretty much was going after him, or was like an adversary, and the wolf character basically melted into a puddle. Well, what doesn't melt into, didn't melt into a complete puddle, but basically acted like he had been deflated from the bottom to the top, and that was it. Now, again, it's not the first time, and it wouldn't be the last, as we would also have multiple other times this would happen in other cartoons. You know, Popeye, for example, is a great example of this. He's a great example. There's a, uh, what is it, there's an episode, uh, there's a cartoon short where he basically is playing a knight that has to awaken Sleeping Beauty, which is olive oil, and when she wakes him, and when he wakes her up, she ends up kissing him while he's in his knight outfit, and he ends up, even though he's trying to get away, she ends up kissing him, literally, on the head. And this causes him to turn red to the point that he's melting down into a puddle as the cartoon fades to black. 
He turns red, red in his night outfit and melts down into a puddle. Now, again, Popeye would... Now, again, Popeye honestly wouldn't be no stranger to this. And, and that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Popeye would not be a stranger to this. Because later on in the 1940s, in my... Uh, uh, chin hit the mic there, but later on in the 1940s, in the what is it, the um, Popeye short, Fistic Mystic, Olive would actually do this for the first time, but she would do it in a way to where it felt like she got flattened by a piano and she's trying to run away from it going down the stairs. You kind of get the gag when I'm. You kind of get the idea of the gag I'm talking about, right? Uh, that gets shown in a lot of cartoons where a character is trying to escape something coming down the stairs, like a piano or something, and they're trying to get away. And then the next thing you see coming down the stairs is not the character, but the piano. But then you see the character coming down the stairs, flattened like a, just literally flattened and just going, you know, rolling down the stairs, kind of going like wee 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 kind of deal, right? Well, Olive basically does that in a sense, but it's like a melting. It's like a lustful melt, but it's done in a way that makes it feel like she got flattened by a piano going down the stairs. Because literally what happens is Bluto, playing the Fistic Mystic character, kisses her, and literally uh, she slides through his arms, turns yellow, goes flat... And says that she's just like butter in his hands. She literally turns the color of butter when she does that. Now, it wouldn't be the first time, though, Olive would use that term of feeling like butter. Because later on, in some of the final uh, Popeye cartoon shorts, one called Paul Levu Woos, or Paul Vu's Woo, Paul's Palais Vuz Vuz, that's what it is, Palais Vuz Vuz. She would end up doing the same thing at the end of that. And what do I mean? Well, quite simple. Uh, basically, Popeye eats another can of spinach. Uh, and this causes him to dress up as his version of what's known as the International. And he ends up kissing Olive on the hand. She turns all red. Literally, and basically to the point that her head inflates like a balloon and it basically bursts with steam coming out of her ears. That the next thing you know, she basically does this ooh sound and says that she feels just that she feels just like butter in Popeye's hands. Or, no, that's literally the line. She says, I'm just like butter in your hands. And literally, she melts into a puddle of butter. But unlike Fistic Mystic, like I was saying, unlike Fistic Mystic, though, where basically it looked like she got flattened by a piano and her body was contouring uh, or whatever, contouring to the, the steps as she was turning yellow and saying that she felt like butter in Bluto's hands. Here, literally, after Popeye kisses her and she turns red and her head blows up like a balloon and she literally has the steam coming out, out and then she does her line of ooh, she feels like butter in his hands, she literally melts into a puddle of running butter. I am not lying. She literally turns into a puddle of running butter where after she's done melting, all you see is her smiling face on the puddle as it's going, flowing down the floor as the cartoon fades to black. 
And what's interesting about this is if you do like a stop frame kind of deal with it, you'll notice that there's like little breaks in the puddle that she becomes, like little dry spots. And there's a literally a dry spot that goes right next to her eye. Like right on her eye, like on the corner of her eye, it literally goes onto it and then goes away from it as, like I said, a cartoon fading to black. But, again, the lustful male gag is, you know, again, the Popeye cartoon series is no stranger to it. It's not. You know, it's no stranger, you know, whatsoever. Now, here's the thing. It wouldn't be the last time we would see the lustful milk gag. We would see it in other cartoons throughout the decades. There was even a Warner Brothers Chuck Jones cartoon about a Martian where a character melted into a puddle, but it was more like out of, you know, sadness of the fact that the main Martian character didn't want nothing to do with it, but we still saw it. And again, there would be other examples. As a matter of fact, as we got into the 1990s, you had shows like Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. And even Disney would have bonkers and all of them doing stuff like that. But more specifically, Animaniacs and Tiny Toons did it a lot. They did. We saw it with Tiny Toons in the loony beginning when Babs was kind of demonstrating what she was capable of to Buster. And as the Jessica Rabbit parody, she kissed him on the lips... And as a result, he fell, fell onto the ground as a, puddle of bu- as a puddle of blue goo. But it was off-screen, reformed normally like it didn't happen. Babs, on the other hand, had it happen to her, but in a very unique kind of way. You see, Babs had it happen to her in the episode Europe in 30 Minutes after they see their version, their parody version of the royal couple at that time. And as she and her friends are hiding when they approach, she kind of comes out of the hiding area, runs a little towards the couple, says the line, ah, royalty, and literally melts into a puddle of pink goo. To the point that, okay, you think she's going to reform, right? Well, she does, but only after her friends follow suit or follow after the royal couple and run through her. Yeah, they run through her like she's a little, like, well, basically as the puddle that she's become. They literally run through her as the puddle that she's become. Now, again, in Tiny Toons would do this a lot. They did it with Plucky on a few occasions, Acme Bowl, his dream sequence, and Pluck Tracy, you know, stuff like that. They did it with Babs, um... A few times, more specifically, in the Christmas uh, special, it's a wonderful Tiny Toon Christmas. After Buster gives her his gives her his her, his Christmas gift to her, which is a kiss, and she literally melts right through her clothes to the point that all you see is her clothes on top of her puddle, and then just her eyeballs, which blink a few times, and that's it. So Tiny Toons was known to do it. Animaniacs did it a couple of times, no doubt about that. They first did it with um, Dot Warner in Space Probe, which was kind of unique. Uh, Basically what happened is her and her brothers get abducted by these aliens, and these aliens take Dot, they put her on this chair, put this like mind-reading device on her head, 
she notices what it's doing and then comes up with another thought in her mind, which is her on the shoulders of what looks like a muscle-bound Mel Gibson. And it literally, she starts fanning herself and sighing. And while she's doing this, steam is coming off of her. And she literally, by doing this, melts down into a puddle of goop on the chair with the only thing remaining being her ears you know, falling down onto the puddle that she became in her little flower headpiece, little flower headpiece um, right in the middle and that's it. Now she does pop back to normal um, afterwards because what happens is when she melts down the device which is on her head falls on top of her or on top of her melted form. Now, like I said, Animaniacs has done this before as well, L with other characters, more specifically twice with Minerva Meek. Minerva Meek, of course, did it in two of her shorts. In the first short she ever appeared in, which was Moon Over Minerva, which from a production standpoint should have been the second short, she literally does this when she sees the Fabio alter ego of, Wilf, of the nerdy Wilford the Wolf. She literally melts into a puddle, puddle to the point that Wilford and his Fabio alter ego has to pick her up like she's a wet towel, wring her out, wring her and dry her out just to restore her. Or else, if you want to kind of imply or have any, if you want to have any implication, or else she would have remained that way. It's like I've joked before. Wilford could have walked off as his Fabio self, went and got a dinner, shoot some pool, watched a movie, come back, and Minerva would still be lying on the ground as a melted puddle that he again would have to pick up and wring out like a wet towel. Uh, which he did to restore her. Now this was kind of in response to the fact that Wilford in his nerdy form melted as well, but the only difference is he was able to talk after he melted, she wasn't. It's like she was completely gone. In fact, one person portraying Maneuver on Facebook even answered a question I gave uh, to them. Was it like, well I asked basically, it was like take, was it like taking a nap or going to sleep? And the person portraying Minerva there was like, yes, it was. Now, Minerva would do this again as well in Meet Minerva, which from a production standpoint should have been the first uh, short she was in. And in Meet Minerva, she does this by literally meeting her, cousin, her best friend's cousin uh, at the end of the cartoon and of course, getting her own comeuppance because basically the gag is a lot of the males that see her go gaga for her, right? Well, when she sees a handsome male or whatever, she goes gaga for them. And literally, that's what happens here. And she, and what happens is she runs towards her best friend's cousin after she goes and has her reactions, and she runs towards him, she runs into his arms, leans back, sighs, and literally melts in his arms. Basically, as she melts, she splits in half. So she's melting, like one part of her is going down one side, the other part's going down to the other, well, they, to, the, to the point that they all meet on the ground as one puddle, with her face on it, and that's it. Now she does reform into a bo boat horn, unlike the uh, moon of Minerva melt that she did, so at least she's able to reform herself. Now, again, it's not the first. Now again, they've done this many times as well. We've seen Disney even do this with the likes of Bonkers and Bonkers' reaction to Fondir. 
We have seen this with uh, some licensed out shows that Disney would air on JetX, the JetX block for a few bit for a while, like um, like Captain Flamingo. There's an episode where the kid that's Captain Flamingo is a genius, so he's able to use this voice synthesizer to change one of his best friend's voice into like a serenade kind of Sinatra kind of tone that basically causes the friend Elizabeth to melt into a puddle right then and there and all you see is her little pigtails remaining on the puddle and her pigtails are going this way and that way in two different directions and you like see little ripples in the puddle as well now the lustful milk egg sometimes does get used at other times as well just like a part of the story you know you've seen it with um, it's crazy as to say, you've seen it with Buzz Lightyear in the Crawling Flesh, somewhat, but it's not known as the Lustful Melt. You've seen it in De Evolution episode of Buzz Lightyear, where, where basically, get this, it's Mira Nova that melts into a puddle of goop, because that's basically where her ancestry began, her origins of her people began, as amoebas. And there's just other examples out there as well. Many, too many to even name, as far as I know. And what's funny is that you have so many people, so many people that are fans of this trope, that they make stories or that they create their own personal stories or their own personal comics, web comics, art, and whatever, because of the love for this lustful melt trope. They like it. They enjoy it. Because here it is. At the end of the day, what a trope and gag like the lustful melt is, is just a visual representation of how we feel around someone we might be attracted to. That we might have feelings for. We might be in love with. That's basically what it is. That is basically what it is. I mean, you want a good example of that. If you remember the series Major Dad, there's a scene in there where basically the main character, Major Dad, is making out with his wife at a hotel room. And the wife literally is telling the dad, the Major Dad character, that she's melting. So it's basically that's what the lustful melt gag is at the end. It's nothing more than a visual gag and visual means of showing us how we really feel when we're around those that we have an attraction or feelings for or we're in love with. So that's what the lustful melt gag is in the end. So. Anyway, guys, I just thought I'd come on here and let you know what it is and give you guys good examples. And hopefully you guys watching here on these various podcast uh, formats uh, will, in, will, have a, will have a better idea and maybe have a better appreciation for it. And maybe wonder yourself, okay, you know, what else out there, for, you know, animation-wise has this? Has this gag in there somehow? Or maybe you've seen it. Let us know. Let us know in some some way or somehow. Through Twitter or Facebook, let us know. But that's all I'm going to say, guys. Thank you all for listening to this podcast exclusive. And I am out.